Hello and welcome to another episode of the Inspired in Berlin podcast. My guest today is Ruta. I'll let her uh, introduce herself in a bit because her last name is wonderful and wonderfully difficult to pronounce. <laughs> uh, but Ruta is a coach. Um, she helps restless and stressed achievers, in her own words, rebuild relationships and create fulfilling lives um, through mind mastery, emotional stability, purposeful manifestation. Ruta has her own podcast, Redefining Success. Um, as I see her, she's a relentless creator uh, and fast becoming a thought leader in a different way of looking at success and transformation. So without further ado, Ruta, welcome. Thank you so much, Valach. It's a pleasure being here. My name is Ruta Stasionete, and I know it's a really difficult last name to pronounce, so no worries, all good. <laughs> all good. I have trouble with my name over here as well, um, but I'm glad you're here, um, and the first name is not as difficult. Um, Ruta, let's start with um, your own journey, because um, I know you from just before you started on this journey, you had a career and you made a big transformation. I'm not going to give any of that away. How would you describe this? Sure. So, okay, where do I even start? I guess the interesting bits are that I had a corporate career as a project manager and I was living in a few countries across Europe um, before the transformation happened, right? So I was living in Belgium, in the Netherlands, in Germany, in Austria, and I'm originally from Lithuania. And um, I had this career as a project manager, which was not fulfilling me at all. And I had anxiety attacks. I had nightmares at night. I had um, very stressful times in the office, as well as a lot of apathy. I was so mm -hmm. demotivated that I wasn't even sure what is happening and why is that and what's really going on until one moment. And that was in actually almost four years ago in February, 2018, that I mm -hmm. realized I needed to reach out to someone to start really asking myself what is going on and um, understand who am I? What am I here to do on this planet? What's my purpose? I was really looking for purpose because I have mm -hmm. lost purpose along the way. And why did I lose purpose along the way was because I didn't do what I like doing as a project manager. It was, it was a job that was paying my bills, but it was not more than that. Uh, the mm -hmm. environment was not my thing. Um, the type of people I was surrounded by, um, the relationship I was in was not uh, functioning properly. So there were a lot of things that happened that somehow I felt like I lost myself. I wasn't sure who I was anymore. And I was prioritizing everyone else over myself and over my own needs. And so mm -hmm. when I started working with a coach back in February 2018, that was the very beginning of my journey as a conscious person, as a person who actually started really diving into the subconscious mind, into self-awareness, self-inquiry, and becoming extremely curious not only about myself, but also about reality as a whole. And mm -hmm. what are we as humans meant to be doing on this planet? And what are we as humans um, getting excited about on a daily basis? And how can we also stop all the suffering, stop all the 
complaining and fights and negative self-talk and 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 um, just interacting with the world in a very dis- destructive and 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 disruptive way. So mm-hmm. then, as a result, after you know months and months and months of continuous work with several coaches, a lot of things changed, as you know. Um, so. To begin with, I have ended my five-year relationship um, simply because I realized that I needed space for myself. And actually, we ended up staying friends and everything is great. And I'm really Mm -hmm. happy for him and for myself where we are. Um, Then I also started um, going to a coaching school where I acquired a certificate in transformational coaching which, mm-hmm. by the way, was just a stepping stone for me to realize that, you know what, I never wanted to work for somebody else to begin with. And how did I even end up in the corporate world? I don't even know. But mm-hmm. um, the thing is that that was my conditioning. That's where I came from. My family, everybody was working for a company, for uh, an, an organization, an institution. And so there were no entrepreneurs. There were no no people in my in my family who were inspiring me to be on my own and to take responsibility to change something and to become my own boss and so when i was realizing all these patterns that oh it's actually coming from my past it's coming from my family it's coming from my friends back in the days mm-hmm. that's when i realized that I'm not meant to live this way. And that's why I'm suffering so much. That's why there is so much resistance to my reality as it is. And then I quit uh, my job because I realized that, that with, with coaching, it's actually, I can make that my life. I can, and that's not the only thing that I want to to do, but it's at least one of the things that I want to do. And, Mm -hmm. and then I also moved countries when I realized that I don't want to stay in Berlin, where I lived actually twice. I was living in Berlin twice. Um, uh-huh. First time was back in 2011-12. And then um, I was there for um, as a student. And then I had to move to the Netherlands for uh, a double degree. And I came back to Berlin some years later and mm-hmm. lived there for another four or five years. And I realized that that chapter also came to an end because... I enjoyed the lifestyle of a city for a while, but I Mm -hmm. am a nature person. I'm a wild kid. I love getting my feet dirty. I love the touch of of the ocean. I love the smell of the breeze. And that's why I am now in Portugal. So that's the summary. (laughs) Wow. Fascinating story. Um, There's so much to unpack there. Um, isn't it a lot of us, um, isn't, isn't it the same story for a lot of us that we kind of um, go through life um, following certain patterns that we have picked up that perhaps other people have created for, for us and kind of living in environments that reinforce that. Um, and perhaps the, the only shot we have at transformation is really kind of hitting rock bottom. Um, and, and how do you get out of that um, kind of... Did you did you always have a feeling that something was not quite right or did it come about as a result of um, perhaps starting to work with a coach or seeing that in action? Um, That's a great question. Yeah. And uh, 
also what a great observation because indeed I, I had several conversations in fact in the last week with different people exactly about that why mm. do we actually uh, start changing because so many people don't ever change and so many people don't dare to change even if they realize that it would be a good idea but they don't dare to change because it is really really scary actually mm -hmm. um not not to scare people that it's scary to change but in fact you need to face all your fears you need to face all all the uncertainty the unknown and so so much turbulence is going on in that transition but the the path and the life that you create afterwards it's just unbelievably beautiful and so much more aligned and so much more true to your soul and what you desire and how you uh, feel in your daily life. So that's the thing. Indeed, one of the things is that people need to hit some kind of a rock bottom. It could be in a shape of maybe losing a loved one, maybe mm -hmm. having a near-death experience maybe having had some kind of an accident which suddenly made them realize something. Um, but at the same time, what it requires is just really this curiosity. And when you ask me, did I have that curiosity my entire life? Did I feel like something was going on? Yes, I did. But I did not look at it. I didn't take it seriously. I thought that my mind knew better. And I was not mm -hmm. listening to my intuition whatsoever, even if there were so many signs in so many shapes and forms. There were so many red flags. And and then, yeah, I, I basically hit the rock bottom in a sense where one day I realized, oh, my goodness, I'm living someone else's life. It's not my life. It's it's someone else's life. So, so like, if somebody would replace me in this, I would be completely fine with that. So... It's a combination. It's a combination of both. And then if you have that curiosity, that obsessive desire to understand mm -hmm. things, to understand yourself better and to become a better version of yourself, instead of kind of surrendering to, oh, you know, whatever happens to me, life happens to me, but instead be like, I want to be in control over my life. I want to make my decisions. I want to do things my way. Not because some conditioning, not because my parents told me so, not because I think I should, not because I think I, I, I desire that, but, but because it feels right in the present moment. Mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing. Um, if, if I try to contrast the two feelings, um, and I could feel it when you were talking about it as well, this kind of when you're living the limited version of yourself um, and kind of spiraling, spiraling downwards, there's a lot of fear there. Um, even, even if you have a sense of something is not quite right, you don't even want to explore that because um, who knows what you might discover. Um, and once you've made the transformation or started uh, the steps on the other side, there's a lot of joy and love and um, kind of, um, um, as you put it, curiosity that is very alive, um, that is not just exploring as a scientific method, but this is kind of like, this is my life. Um, there, there's, um, there's an energy in it. Um, how, how does that um, change and how, how does it change for you? 
how did it change for you and how does it change for your coaches? Because um, I can imagine that there's a starting point, right? I come to you, I've hit rock bottom. I came to a point where I say, this is enough. You know, I, I can't live in this oblivion anymore. Um, something is wrong and I, and I can't deal with this anymore. Now I come to you. Um, when do I get to this moment where I can express this thing like you just did? Mm -hmm. You mean the result itself or when, when you are on the tipping point where you are feeling ready to do something about it? Kind of the, the beginning of this journey and then getting to a point where I could start owning that part. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is that it's really about the readiness and it's funny how everything is synchronized right now, because just yesterday I had a conversation, another conversation with someone about, we can't force things which are not meant to happen in a certain moment. And especially we can't really force somebody else to change if they are not ready to change. So mm -hmm. saying that when somebody comes to me as a coachee, they already know that they feel ready to do something about it. So they already feel drawn to either my energy as a coach or mm -hmm. to, to the content that I provide and, and, and provoke them to think, or simply they are just eager to search for answers. And so with that, they are already on that tipping point. It's like they were climbing that, that mountain, like Sisyphus pushing, pushing that, that stone up and up and up and suffering and suffering and suffering and suffering. And then they're finally mm -hmm. on that tipping, tipping point or almost at the tipping point. They're like, Oh, okay. So I'm still suffering, but there's now I feel ready. Now, now I really need to do something about this. Otherwise it's going sideways and I will freaking regret. And that's exactly mm -hmm. actually what happened to me. I knew that if I was not going to change anything, I will regret for the rest of my life. If I continue my life like the way I am living it right now, I am going to regret it. And, you know, at the time when I started, I was just 28. And the earlier you start, the better, but it's never too late. Mm -hmm. And I have clients who are 50, who are 60, and who actually changed their lives upside down. I mean, mm -hmm. in the best way possible, you know, it's a, uh, it, it's not like something massive changes, but what, what really changes, it is massive in a sense, but what does really change is the way you feel internally, the mm -hmm. way you see reality, the way you see yourself, your relationship with who you are, as well as your relationships with, with people around you, with strangers on the street, with situations that happen in your life and the way you start responding to, to everything is much mm -hmm. more, uh, it's much more conscious. It's much more wise. It's no, no longer re reactive. It's no longer traumatic. It's not based on automatic responses or reactions that were mm -hmm. kind of built up throughout life. But now you're like, Oh, why am I feeling this way? Why is this behavior triggering me so much? Why are these words making me feel this in this moment? So people mm -hmm. really start stepping away from the situation. And they, because of that, they're not the actors in the, in the performance on the stage, 
but they're sitting in the audience observing and like, oh, I wonder why is that happening right now? I really don't understand. And so there's this um, feeling like you're really the director of the movie. That's what happens at the end of the journey that you become empowered because you are in control over your own story. And you know that you can rewrite the story. You can rewrite the narrative over and over and over again, every single day, moment by moment. Wow. And all of this has happened for you, obviously, in a very short time. Um, <laughs> I can imagine a lot of people um, taking, obviously, a long time. Um, you hear of stories from um, classic psychiatry, psychotherapists, you know, client comes in and they're still working with them seven years down the line. Um, and not to um, not to put any value judgment on that because everybody has their own journey. Um, there's obviously a process from that first decision to that moment where you really are in charge, where um, where it's not a uphill struggle to to motivate yourself. Um, how how do you deal with um, kind of people in that beginning journey where you are starting to make the first few steps? Um, but you're also self-sabotaging in, in some ways. Uh, you're not yet ready to, uh, you know, take the whole lid off. You know, you, you see something is there. You start exploring that because that's that's what I know from my experience as well. You know, starting on, on the journey of mindfulness um, five, six years ago, there were definitely very clear moments where it was like, I'm going in the right direction. I'm taking the steps, but I'm not yet ready to open that door yet. Mm. Um, um, and that um, this is where coaching helped a lot. So how, how do you kind of help people get over that part? Or how, how was your own experience if, if you had any of that? Oh, yeah, that's a very good question. And what, what is the principle of my line of work? And I deeply believe this as a coach, and I stand by it 100%, 100 million percent, is always be compassionate and loving towards everyone and everything in the world. And so when I see a client who is maybe taking more time for their transformation, maybe it's two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. And some clients might take three months to transform the way they think, the way they approach life, even take certain decisions that will really even look differently, let's mm -hmm. say, in their 3D reality, where they will maybe, uh, I don't know, move countries or end a relationship or whatever else. But And some other clients might take a year and they might take 18 months or something like this. But it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that there's right or wrong. It absolutely doesn't mean anything like that. So what I'm trying to say is that each and every individual is so unique and each and every journey is so unique. We are wired in so such different ways that we have had experiences in life that absolutely can never be compared to anyone else's. And so mm -hmm. the reason that for someone takes longer than than to someone else it has nothing to do with each other and so for me it's just really exciting to work with anyone 
who is willing to transform no matter how long it's going to take. And um, mm -hmm. I think but on average, with most of my clients, I work at least nine months. And it, mm -hmm. it takes, I would say, at least six months to actually really, really understand the way the mind works and really start living that. And then mm -hmm. to kind of really hammer it in and like that nail in to really make it work. It usually takes, let's say on average, nine months. But if it's 18 months or if it's just three months, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So it's really about the compassion and the love and acceptance. And, and I cannot tell you enough how many people, how many clients have told me how, how much they appreciate that approach, that there is no pressure. Because mm -hmm. as soon as you feel pressure to do something, then it again becomes very egoic then again, it feels like you're supposed to be doing something, that you're supposed to be someone you're not. Maybe you're simply mm -hmm. not ready to step into the shoes of your future self yet. And then your mm -hmm. coach is pushing you to do that? No. So, yeah. so that's my approach. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And um, it totally resonates. Um, I want to take this moment to, to perhaps highlight how that life looks like, you know, those nine months have passed or those 18 months have passed. Because for me, at least, um, one of the things I notice is I learn a lot from um, inspiration. Um, the, the first time I, I got acquainted with mindfulness, this was I watched a TED talk and I really resonated with the speaker. Um, you know, it was their genuineness that got me to to buy the book and read it and, and get started. It wasn't really the, the science that, that they were telling me about, um, you know, the, the results that you might get. Um, and I see this concept a lot, you know, people recover faster if they like their doctor, um, you know, um, if they have a good relationship with the coach, it's much easier than somebody who's just pushing them. But once you're there, um, there's something to, to look forward to, you know, that, that you see in the people that inspire you. And you definitely seem to have created a, quite an example of that. How does your life look like now? Um, are you willing anything and everything into existence? Um, do you have to deal with some self-motivation or are there any doubts at all? Um, how's your life? <laughs> That's also a great question. Of course, I'm a human just like anyone else. And I do have challenges uh, here and there. But what did really shifted, shift massively is that I no longer judge myself when I have, let's say, a low energy day. I no mm -hmm. longer beat myself up for not having, I don't know, creative, not feeling creative that day, for example, or not feeling 100%. So that shifted massively. Now, which basically means that I am aware of what's going on at all times. I, mm -hmm. I am aware that, oh, I am not 100% or, oh, I am aware that I have certain emotions showing up. I am aware that my mind is not, uh, is not so positive today, but I'm not going mm -hmm. to, to judge that. I'm just going to let it flow and let it pass. And it's also all, all going to be okay. So, so that's something for sure to, to keep in mind that it's, it, there's no such thing as perfection. And I think this is the, the, the key in this conversation then that there's no such thing as, oh, now I will become this Buddha and I will never have any issues and I will never in my life will have any, any challenges. No, you will. But the thing is that you will know how to deal with them. 
you will have the tools, the techniques, you will have the mindset, you will be equipped with the mindset system in place, mm -hmm. which you will be able to utilize at any moment, whenever you feel like, oh, I didn't, I wasn't aware that that behavior or those words that somebody tells me are triggering me. Now I know how to deal with that. So, so that's one thing to say. But then overall, my life has become so much more relaxed. Mm -hmm. It is, there's so much more trust. There's so much more belief in myself and my capability. There is so much more um, trust in, in the natural process and in the natural unfolding of what is meant to be happening. Instead of mm -hmm. me thinking that I know all the answers and I know how life is supposed to unfold, that this is, this is what I want and this is how I'm going to get there, I have been proven so many times that that's not the way to go. Mm -hmm. We think we know what we want, how we're going to get there, and when we're going to get there. But these three things, it's not possible. It really isn't. And that's what makes the journey so such a struggle. So when we let go, like, yeah, well, you, can, you can want something, you can want to go there. But when, mm -hmm. once you let go of the how and of the when, that's mm -hmm. when you really start enjoying the journey. So long story short, the way I live now is I, I, I surrender to the experience, to the unfolding. I allow things to happen so that they surprise me. I allow mm -hmm. opportunities to come without me thinking, oh, but this is not something that I'm supposed to be doing. It doesn't align with my how. No. Oh, this is mm -hmm. interesting. I never thought about that opportunity. I never thought about doing something like this. I never thought about giving a speech or I don't know what. It's just being open and receptive and attentive. And that's, that's the life that I live right now. Wow, amazing. Um, so you're definitely not losing any energy, um, even if you are having an off day. Um, and that I can imagine is is already a big boost, right? And um, I, I've been following Tony Robbins for a while, and it, it was one of his talks uh, very early on, um, I think six or seven years ago, that kind of jolted me out of a um, bit of a slumber. Um, and he talks a lot about managing your mind and managing your energy. Um, if your body um, is not losing energy, you will have more of it available to bring it to the difficult situations as well. And perhaps the same, well, the same goes for positive situations as well. It's not just about solving a problem, but really kind of continually taking your life to that higher energy level in some way. Um, but you also um, talked about the, the mindset. Um, and, and I can imagine that there's kind of this uh, combination of certain skills that you develop um, over time or learn um, that um, perhaps could be under the umbrella of self-awareness or managing your attention. Um, and then there's this trust um, where you're kind of intending but not quite uh, getting too stuck with your plans. Um, it's, it's this game that you're kind of playing with life. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's like a dance between... Um, imagine... Imagine a river, so you surrender to the flow of the river, of the stream, 
but you don't know where it's going to get you. And that's kind of what it is. So you focus on the things that keep you on top of the game. Mm -hmm. So in Tony Robbins' words, where attention goes, energy flows. And Mm -hmm. in that sense, that's exactly it. If the river is full of, I don't know, mud and negativity and something that's very heavy and makes you feel exhausted, that is not going to get you forward very much. So mud Mm -hmm. doesn't move. If If you imagine river as an analogy, then you're not going to move very far. You're not going to travel very far. And you're not going to reach a lot. So you're mm-hmm. going to kind of get stuck in that mud and, and, and not really get much out of it. Now, if, if the river is clear, imagine a beautiful river in the mountains. And you see through and the fishes are, are floating around and swimming. And then, you know, it's like the plants are growing and it's a healthy ecosystem. That's exactly mm-hmm. the same with your mind. So if your mind is healthy, if your mind is positive, if your mind is focused, if your mind is aware, then it, the energy flows. Then you, f- you, you, you surrender to that flow of the river, or to, to the stream. And that's when you basically with that dance, you, you get to where you, in a sense, want to go. But the trick is here as well. We think we know what we want specifically. But in fact, we don't. And what I mean with that is that some people would say, oh, I want to live in Thailand and I want to have this massive house and I want to, I don't know, have a nice car and I want a family with three kids and two dogs and, you know, like ticking the boxes. But Mm -hmm. really, you don't really know that you want that. What you do want is to feel fulfilled. You want to feel at peace. You want to feel safe. You want to feel content. This, this is what you truly want. How does mm-hmm. that look like in 3D reality if that's really in the big house or, or if it's in a, in a tiny hut in, in the middle of a forest? You don't really know that. And mm-hmm. this, this is what, what it means to, to trust. To trust that whatever is going to happen is meant to happen as long as you follow your your healthy mindset and you follow what feels good in the moment mm-hmm. now i i totally agree with you um but i can imagine that it it is hard to accept for a lot of people right kind of like just trust life and um, perhaps what you say or you want is not exactly what you want um i guess if we spent enough time we could prove rationally that that is also true um but it's it's hard to accept because people do, um, I mean, we live a life where there's a lot of reinforcement on the opposite side. Um, there's a lot of reinforcement of staying in control, um, of conforming, of um, continuing the patterns that we are accustomed to because they are safe and they're familiar. Um, and especially if you have a regular job in a pretty nice city, I mean, why would you want to leave Berlin and live somewhere in the middle of Portugal? Um, um, it's, it's a risk, right? Um, and, uh, and you don't have enough role models. So there's kind of a, a tussle. And, um, and I suppose in the beginning, you kind of um, take on the, the shallow aspects where you go like, you know, maybe what Ruth is saying, I, I don't quite get it. I don't quite agree with it. I'm not yet ready to trust the flow of life, but she seems to be happy doing what she wants to do. So perhaps I'll take that first step, 
you know, uh, and I'll start on this journey of self-awareness. Um, and I suppose there is some value in people being able to say, this is what I want. Um, cause I've also, um, experienced this in a, in a few times actually, um, where people have a hard time expressing what is it that they want, because even that feels like, um, kind of sacrilege, you know, it's, it's a sin, um, to want something for yourself. Um, so for me, uh, in those moments, it's kind of like, it doesn't matter. You can say all the wrong things in the world and you can change your mind 10 minutes or 20 minutes or 10 years later. Let's get started. What is it that you want? Because you, you're worth it. Let's start with that base assumption. And then of course it, it changes as you peel off the layers. Um, is, um, do you, um, does that make sense to you? Um, yeah. So what comes in my mind is that, um, Perhaps we can we can kind of divide it or or rather pinpoint to if you if you think you know what you want, then it should be pinpointed to what is the next thing that you want and not mm-hmm. to get attached to it. And I think mm-hmm. this is key that most people misunderstand. So people have this massive image of, oh, this is my vision and this grand thing that I want. And yeah, maybe you do want it. But at the same time, when you want something like that, oftentimes it's really overwhelming. And Mm -hmm. that's when people feel paralyzed and they don't take action whatsoever because it just feels too unachievable. It's too far. It's there's too big of a gap between where they are Mm -hmm. and where where that vision is. So what I then in those cases recommend to do is to only think about the next step that you want to to take. So let's say Mm -hmm. for me in that moment when I lived in Berlin, for me, it was natural to to make a decision to move to Portugal. It was freaking Mm -hmm. scary still. It was. Mm -hmm. But But I did make that decision and I detached from it in the sense that I don't need to believe that this is the place for me to live for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. I might completely change my life after three weeks of, of living there. Maybe I will mm-hmm. go to Portugal and I will be like, what am I doing here? Maybe my place is somewhere completely else. Maybe I should go back to Lithuania to spend time with my family. I don't know. So mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is that it's really not to get attached to what we think we want and not to get attached to what we have created and to to really allow ourselves to be flexible and to be like, oh, okay, so I have lived in Portugal now for a year. So how do I feel now? Do I feel drawn to explore some other places in the world? Do I feel drawn to uh, going more inland in the country? Do I feel drawn to going back to my family? What is it that I feel drawn to? And if I feel drawn to staying here for longer, great. So what are the things that I'm looking forward to to changing then? Is it mm-hmm. that I want to, I don't know, uh, start a business? Is it that I want to expand my business? Is it that I want to start a family? Is it that I want to have a dog? What is it that you want in the present moment? Mm-hmm. And, and from what I'm hearing, um, so there's, uh, there's sort of a shift in focus, right? Because um, our regular life that... Um, that we seem to be kind of um, um, not putting too much value on. Um, but just to put it out there, if your regular life is happy, that's <laughs> perfect. We are only talking in the case that you seem to be unhappy and there is perhaps a different thing that you might want. The regular life comes with a set of expectations. And what I hear from you is you drop the expectations. 
even when when you're talking about um, the next thing. That is one of the first things you drop off. You may change your mind. It may turn out to be not um, not exactly what you wanted. Let's just start with the fact that there's something different that you want, that it is okay to aim for it um, and to take the first steps. Um, and perhaps, I guess, um, it takes a bit of practice to start trusting. Yes, yes. And well, the thing is with expectations, it's also, it has two sides. It, it's like a, it's like a coin with two sides of it. So on the one side, expectations create disappointment. So oftentimes when we have expectations, if it doesn't get fulfilled, we will get disappointed. Oh, I I expect my my partner to behave a certain way when they don't is going to disappoint you. That's just the, the way nature works, right? That just That's just the way it happens. But on the other hand, you coming back to the river and, and, and the clear mind, when you expect things to unfold the way they're supposed to unfold, when you expect the best for your life, when you, when you know deep down you, you are so aligned that you're like, of course things are happening for me and not against me. Of course everything is happening for a reason. Of course I'm living the best life. Of course I'm this, you know, positive person who, who's uh, attracting amazing opportunities in, in my life. So those mm-hmm. are the expectations that, are, that have the positive side of it. But then on the other hand, we need to be okay when things don't go the way we thought they would and just it's it's kind of shortening the 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 period between something happened and the period when we move on because what happens a lot is that something didn't happen the way we thought it would and then we dwell and then we dwell Mm -hmm. and then we are like oh my gosh i wish i wish i didn't miss out on that opportunity why didn't i do it why why did i do it i have actually one example of a a client of mine who wanted to buy a new house for for him and his family and Mm -hmm. this house was a massive investment of i don't know two million or something like this a beautiful house on the on the coast of the uk and he missed out on it because he took a little bit too long to really decide. He was a little bit indecisive and it was a scary decision Mm -hmm. to make. And six months later, he's still dwelling in that story. He's Mm -hmm. still, he's still living in that perpetuated past accident or incident. And what does it do? It just makes you relive that situation and it makes you pull back to those feelings. So mm-hmm. the key is to, to, to shorten that period. When did it happen? That disappointment, that the, the expectation that was not fulfilled, the negative experience, and when do mm-hmm. we move on? Of course, you don't want to suppress the feelings. You don't want to mm-hmm. ignore them and neg- neglect them as if nothing happened because otherwise it's just also kind of lying to yourself. But you want mm-hmm. to process that information as quickly as possible to be able to move on effectively and productively. Mm-hmm. As Tony says, um, something happened. You got to figure out what happened. What does it mean to me? What am I going to do about it? Yeah. Kind of not losing any energy um, on um, reliving the past uh, and reliving the story um, because that doesn't seem to be serving uh, most of us. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah. So what happens if everybody starts following their heart um, and gets an amazing coach like yourself um, and gets on this journey of self-awareness? Um, what sort of a world will it be? Oh, that's... <laughs> well... To be very honest, I don't believe it's ever going to happen. So that is that is like a like a um, you know we live in the in the world where there's all sorts of situations and all sorts of of um, people with different intentions, but at the same time, all problems from my perspective come from the same place, and the problems mm-hmm. start from the way the mind works and whenever a person is identified with the egoic mind then there is greed then there is desire to have power then then there are all these games and politics and and all this desire to have more and 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 to own more and to control more and so on and so forth so, but the thing is that different people are in different levels. So different people have, let's say, maybe they're much more identified with the mind, much more identified with the ego, and some are more open to explore mm-hmm. and more open to understand what's, what's beyond the egoic mind, what's beyond um, what, what I think the reality is all about. So for that reason realistically i don't think Mm -hmm. it's going to be like oh my gosh we will live in this utopian world but those people who will actually seek and learn and inquire and search and be open and be curious and really relentless in their own journey of personal development that world for those people is so much more relaxed it's so much more abundant it's so much more aligned you start magnetizing such amazing people into your life i cannot mm-hmm. tell you enough how even my environment has changed in the last few years like the type of people that i was hanging out with nothing wrong with them but they were just not my caliber. They were not the same type of people. We were not quite like-minded. It was more like, ah, oh, we went to the university together, so let's be friends. But mm-hmm. in in the core, those were not my best friends that I felt like home with. So mm-hmm. so when when you start really going in that direction in life, when you when you really dive into into this journey, then you start attracting the right people into your life then you uh, become much more compassionate and loving when you see people suffering and when you see angry people on the street, when you see somebody uh, treating other people badly in the supermarket, you understand where they are coming from and therefore you are more loving, you are more compassionate. People become more connected with each other. Um, they're Because they're more attentive, they start seeing more opportunities. They also become more conscious on how what kind of a footprint they leave on this planet? How do they mm-hmm. treat nature? How do they treat animals? How, what do they put in their own bodies? Uh, do they use plastic or do they recycle? Do they reuse the same bag over and over again? Like those little things really make a difference. 
and as a result it becomes a much more uh a, a much more free and a much more loving place much more connected place not just with yourself not just with the people around you but also with the entire environment beautiful so that would be amazing to have um yeah. i want to switch gears a bit um um, you seem to be saying the perfect words because um, now I'm off the sticky notes. Um, you also mentioned the body just now, right? Um, we talk a lot about the mind and well, mind, body, mind and body. Um, however you put it, they seem to be working together and spirit. If um, you have any beliefs in that direction. Um, how, how's the process there? Because um, one of the things I, I notice in the various modalities and methodologies that are out there. Um, you also have the aspects where people say, you know what, let's shortcut the mind altogether. Let's start with the body. Um, you know, let's start with yoga or let's start with movement. Um, um, and they seem to be um, producing some good results as well. Um, now, I assume you have your own way around this, but also in your experience, um, when did the body kick in? Mm. I am a firm believer of holistic approach. So I don't see it separate as it's mind and then body and then soul or any in any other order. I believe that when we take care of our bodies, we also take care of our minds. We also take care of our soul. So let's say for me, it was so natural that I have started to spend more time in nature and when i spend more time in nature i also exercise more i at the same time i meditate more i reflect more i come back home i put more uh, plant-based foods into my body and mm -hmm. so it just becomes this this holistic lifestyle because you realize that it's all related very, very closely. So let's say mm -hmm. if I will practice yoga and I practice it in a, you know, in this very slow-mo way and almost like a Tai Chi, even not yoga, but like a Tai Chi experience, for example, then quite likely my mind will also adjust to that. Quite likely mm -hmm. I will be invited by my body to slow down and to really reflect and to kind of become aware of my movement. And because I will be aware of my movement, then after I step away from that exercise, after I step away from that practice, I will also move, uh, move on with my day from that place of, of mm -hmm. attentiveness, of, of, of uh, being aware of what's going on, of the slower mind which doesn't mean automatically that slower mind is like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm phlegmatic, I'm not able to make decisions, but rather I am more able to be aware of what's really going on, even mm -hmm. reading between the lines, hearing what, pe what people don't say, feeling what people don't show, or even feeling mm -hmm. my own things instead of identifying with them. So mm -hmm. that's my approach. Amazing. So perhaps to summarize, you could say like attracts like, and every step that you take in the positive direction kind of invites another part. Yes. Um, 
that that walk in nature kind of reminds you that perhaps you don't want to eat a hamburger and rather eat some fruits. Um, exactly, exactly. It, it, you can see it also this way. So with some examples, um, I used to eat meat a lot and now I, I don't like labels very much. So I don't call myself vegetarian. I don't call myself vegan because I believe that once you put a label, then it's yet another restriction to act mm -hmm. a certain way. So what I believe in is moderation and i believe in um just living the way you feel like living and then if it happens that once in a while you will have a piece of of meat that it's okay it, there's absolutely mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that but why am i saying this is because once you really let's say go to nature and you see a, a beautiful animal somewhere in the in the forest completely random then you're so connected and you're also so so present in the moment witnessing this beautiful wild animal then once you come back home how will you feel taking a piece of meat and putting it on your on your plate mm -hmm. cutting it into pieces seeing the 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 blood streaming like you know to me it's it's no longer something that i that i tolerate because i'm like no i'm so connected with with myself and the world that those animals are me mm -hmm. and and i am those animals i am everywhere and they are in inside of me so why would i eat that now again it's i still will do that from time to time and i'm not so rigid but mm -hmm. uh but that's why it's so important to to yeah to to feel connected and to allow yourself Instead of being like, oh, I don't have time for having a walk. No, you, you, you go for a walk. Even if it's just a 15-minute walk, that will probably open your mind again. Connection is key. Yes. So talking of connections, you have your podcast and you have, um, well, I, I believe you have had solo episodes and you have quite a few guests as well. How How is that experience? Um, are you learning a lot from that? Are you kind of... Um, creating a stage for, for also other people to share your ideas? Um, and what changes has it made for, for you kind of being in this a different network? So, so far, the people that I have invited onto my podcast were the ones that I was looking up in certain ways. So mm -hmm. I had Gay Hendricks, for example, as uh, one of the guests who is the author of the Big Leap book and many other books with his wife, um, mm -hmm. uh, Kathleen. And the the experience that I had with, with all the guests and with having a podcast as a whole was that I want to invite people who have already lived what they're talking about and who have mm -hmm. already done the work. And, you know, I see a lot of podcasts out there where great thoughts, great ideas, but there's a lot of also repetition. And, and I have to say, I'm probably guilty of it myself. In the beginning, when I started redefining <laughs> success podcasts, I was like, well, I will just do it for my own self-expression, but mm -hmm. it can get lost in in the ocean of podcasts and in the ocean of material available because there's absolute abundance nowadays on so many different platforms. But what is really fascinating is having conversations with people who live that, 
who mm-hmm. already embody that. And they don't need to prove anything. They don't need to explain things in this rational mind, in, in this rational way. They can mm-hmm. just show with their presence that this is the way, this is, this is my way. Of course, it's, it, it's not everyone's way and, and nobody needs to agree necessarily. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm fascinated by. When, when I find people that I can connect with and I'm like, oh, this person is the embodiment of what they preach. Sweet. So that's your way of kind of uh, recharging your own batteries as well? Kind of, yeah. I, I get really, really excited uh, about not only with people who already embody that, like even right now having a conversation with you and also conversations with my clients, it's always so exciting to dive into the conversation into understanding the way the mind works and 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 why do we believe what we believe and what does it really mean and how to move forward and what to change and what kind of belief to unbelieve and what kind of new beliefs to install in the subconscious mind and how to do that and all these nuances is just so fascinating <laughs> Sweet. So we're coming up to um, to the end of our hour. Um, just have a couple more things. Um, what would you recommend to somebody who's just starting on this journey aside from getting in touch with you? Um, is there anything that people can start doing that can already put them on this path? Yes, just follow intuition what they want to learn because everyone's journey is different and you might be drawn to different things, to a different energy, to a different teacher, to a different book, to a different class, to whatever. So I would recommend to just follow the intuition and follow where, where do you feel drawn to? If you feel drawn to Balach and his energy and, and you want to learn more about what he's doing, then go listen more of his podcasts, read more of his blog posts. If you feel more drawn to, I don't know, Tony Robbins and what he's teaching, go uh, read a book of, of his. If you are more interested in a workshop, then go on, I don't know, meetup.com and search for a workshop or a meetup or uh, some kind of facilitated environment where you can meet like-minded people and you can experience something that you haven't experienced before. So yeah, that would be my recommendation to start with just to follow intuition and, and, and see where it gets you. Beautiful. Last thing, Ruta, where can people find you? The main place is on LinkedIn. That is where I mainly live Ruta Stasionete on LinkedIn. You can also find me on Instagram as ruta.stasionete. But I guess the easiest is if you go to redefiningsuccess.co.uk and you will find all the links there. Perfect. We're going to put up the links in in the show notes as well. Um, Please reach out to Ruta um, and have a beautiful life, Ruta. Thank you for this hour today. Um, I look forward to having more. Thank you so much. It was a great pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Pleasure as well. Ciao, everybody. This episode is made possible by our friends at EpicWorks.com. Epic is a collaboration software for teams and individuals. It is designed to foster focus, clarity, and collaboration. 
check it out at epicworks.com. That is E-P-E-K-W-O-R-K-S, epicworks.com. If you like this episode, please follow the podcast and share it with your friends. For feedback and more about Inspired in Berlin, head over to inspiredinberlin.com. Thank you for your time, and I wish you a beautiful day.